With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today and grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow today. This is the House of Ats with Cam Luke and John Stephenson. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. I've got a brilliant idea. John Stephenson and I are going to talk about it shortly. But for our very first guest on this particular show, Johnny Steph, we sat down. We've been on this show for four months. And in the end, we all agreed that there's only one person to get. And it's uh, it's our favourite, Liz Clay, of course, 100 metre hurdler, who joins us now. <laughs> Liz, hello to you. Welcome. Hello. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're doing well. How are you doing? More importantly... How are you all doing? And I think a lot of us uh, watch you on Instagram and some of the challenges you've had in the last couple of years. How are you doing right now? How's it all tracking? Yeah, I'm going really well. Um, definitely had my challenges over the last few months and, and, yeah, kind of the last few years as well, if you look back. But going well, just going through the motions and trying to get ready to maybe have a crack this year and then obviously get ready for the big one next year. We, we spoke, Johnny Steph and I, and I'll let him loose on you in a moment, but uh, we spoke off the top of the show about the, the meticulous conversations and preparations at certain times and certain athletes in their career. And of course, a world championship and having a crack this year compared to an Olympic year next year. How, how deep are those conversations with, with you right now and your team about there might be some frustration when you can't do certain things or compete in certain events, but knowing it's for the greater good. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest conversations that we have every week. Everything comes back to, well, Paris is next year. How is this going to affect the preparation for that? And I guess the most dominant thing is, you know, I broke my foot last year. Um, And coming back from such a major injury like that, it takes time and you can't rush it. So, you know, if we're looking at this year, yeah, I'd love to do all this training to, you know, qualify for Budapest, the World Championships, and make that a reality. But with every conversation about that, it's, okay, well, how does this affect Paris? Because you don't want to do too much too soon and you don't want to overextend yourself. You want to have some, you know, juice left in the tank. So comes up almost every day. Hey, Liz, walk us through. Um, this is something I think for, for the for the – for the couch spectator, they don't understand. You, you, we, we understand you had the incident, you fall over. Do you realise at that moment your foot is broken or is the adrenaline rush, rushing through your veins? And where do you take yourself mentally? Do you automatically start thinking about Paris or do you go, all right, not that bad, I'll deal with this and, and start thinking about Budapest instead? Like where, where does your mind go? Walk, walk the couch spectator through that sort of feeling. Yeah, it was... That kind of five minutes of my life was so surreal. Um, You know, the fall happened in slow motion. I think it was about hurdle seven or eight. Um, And I I looked up and I realised what had happened. And I can't make this up. The first thought that I had was Jasmine Camacho Quinn fell at Rio and she won the next Olympics. That is the first thing that came into my head. I have this picture. I, I could draw the picture. I know it so well. And then I literally just got up and just started walking to the finish line. And I was like, I'll deal with whatever it is. I know it's bad, but that's the first thought that I had. And I 
it was broken? Did you feel or did you think, oh, I just bruised it? Oh, I I knew. Um, initially, I thought that I'd cracked the spike plate because when I was putting weight on my foot, it just did not feel right at all. But you know me, I was like, I'm going to walk this off. Um, and then I went through the media and I got to a set of stairs and I was like, I said to our team doc, I was like, there's no way I'm getting down these stairs. Um, and then after that, I knew it was like extremely bad, but yeah, I, there was, I just, you know, ha- you just had to pick yourself, pick yourself up and, you know, we're on the world stage. So my, like my persona and my brand is you just get up and keep going. So that's what I did and deal with the consequences later. Which, which I think on that too, Liz, and of course, we, we spoke off the top of the show, Steph and I, about the Olympic Games and being in COVID and so many people being able to do nothing but watch. And I think you're an athlete that most certainly the way you competed and, and, and the way you carry yourself, it ease yourself to so many people who now watch your journey. And exactly what your brand is and what you just described it there is exactly how people view you each and every day that even though it sucks at certain times you do refuse to give up and everyone has full confidence that you will be at Paris in 13 or 14 months time yeah yeah that's it and you know I I keep saying through this whole process of recovery that I think this is the hardest week no I think this is the hardest month no this is the hardest time where really it's all been hard in its own way sometimes physical sometimes mental um, but there's never been a doubt and there's never been a doubt from the rest of the team. So it really is just a matter of just picking yourself up and keep going. Now, the whole thing. Uh, of course, Sally Pierce and an idol and, and a superstar athlete is someone you'd look up to. Did you ever look at John Stephenson growing up and think, you know what? I want to base a lot of what I do and how great this guy is. You know, I came into the sport so late. You know, now. I made sure we spoke before this. <laughs> That's why John called me before this, just to check that I knew who he was <laughs> and the backstory. <laughs> no, I actually started really late. So Sally Pearson was, other than Kathy Freeman, Sally Pearson was the first Australian track and field athlete that I'd really heard of. Um, and so as I got into the sport, like kind of after I'd left high school, that's when I learned about everyone. And I think Johnny was coming to the end of his career um, oh. when I... Oh. Say this, sorry. I will say this. This is a really good story. When I first met Liz Clay, um, a very good friend of mine by the name of Nadia Benusi, uh was doing a TV commercial. I don't know if you remember this, and I think you and Trey I remember. Do remember, right? And um, and this is a testament to Liz, her fortitude, her mindset. And this is one thing that most athletes don't get: understand their marketability. And this is if you go to Liz's uh, Instagram page. Liz, what's your Instagram page? Give it a shout out quickly. It's at Liz Clay underscore. At Liz Clay underscore. You will see how, I mean, the, the, what she makes sure of fans and the engagement she has. And she started, for those that don't know, so long ago, engaging a fan. She knew what she wanted out of the sport. And through hard work and dedication, has got herself to where she was before Olympic Games, where she is now. So it's it's a it's a cool story watching you, Liz. And I, I know it's just the beginning for you, but having a hurdle like that injury now, we move forward to Budapest. Goals are? Goals are just get there. Um, I think, you know, I've been humbled by this process a lot. Um, I came out and ran uh, the flat 100 at national championships this year, purely because I'd been training through this injury and I was actually really bored and I missed competing and I knew it wasn't going to be amazing, but I just wanted to put the uniform on, 
put the spikes on, do a warm up in a comp environment and just get myself back into that kind of mode. Um, so yeah, I was humbled by, you know, the time on paper from that, which is fine. Um, and really going into Budapest, we have no idea, you know, I'm planning to go to Europe and I could come out and run 12, seven off the bat and be like, great, I'm on the team or come out and not quite reach the mark and grind through Europe a bit. It's really the most blind that I've ever gone into a season. But also I think back to the Liz Clay you spoke about in 2018 and 2017. Um, and it's really, I feel like I'm in the same boat. I don't know what my ceiling is. I don't know where I'm at. And if I could do it back then, I can definitely do it with the knowledge that I have now. That's brilliant. I, it absolutely is. I just want to change tack just quickly because uh, the Phoenix Suns, you're a huge NBA fan and Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns. I did notice on your Instagram, you were watching it at home and then you had to go to watch while you're at the track on your phone. You're a monstrous Suns fan. How did you get into the Phoenix Suns? Oh, I got into the Phoenix Suns um, because my friend Ellen Nelson was training in Phoenix for a number of years. Um, and I did a couple of trips over there to get some experience and meet coaches. And we ended up going to this party. Some of the players were there. And then we found ourselves at a game. And I just had the best time um, at the game. And then, yeah, we, we went to another one and I came back and I feel like I had an affiliation with the team a little bit. Um, and then I really started getting into, you know, the fashion and the culture and how players hold themselves. And I'm just always so in awe of the whole of the NBA. I just love it. Um, and off the back of that, I, yeah, got into the sport. It gives me something to do when I get home from training that isn't just watching Netflix. I feel like, you know, you feel like you're a part of something. I just love everything about it. You, you are. Also, brother is an is a absolute basketball tragic and he had to take it there. Yeah. It is a house of athletics. We try and stay on athletics, mate. I agree. You know? We need to find the backstories to our wonderful athletes that inspire them. And Kevin Durant, Liz and I have spoken about Kevin Durant when he got traded to the Phoenix Suns. And I was like, you know what? I just wanted to find out the backstory, how she is. She's the hardest core Phoenix Suns fan in the country, I'm going to go as far to say. <laughs> Oh, I don't think so. But I will tell you, when Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns, I reckon that was probably the happiest five minutes of this year for me. <laughs> I, I love it. We've got to let you go, Liz. I do want to ask you, you, you mentioned Europe. Do we expect to see you over the hurdles in Europe? What, what And when? Like, how does it all look? Do you do you have any type of clear indication of how your, your, your track meet looks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've booked a flight. I've got a date that I'm leaving. Um I've really got a lot of hard work to do between now and then. So it depends. It depends on, you know, what shape I'm in the week before I'm leaving. But the goal is, and me and John talked about this before, is to just go, I can't take a, a year off racing. You know, I need to get out there. I need to, I need to get back into it, whether it's great or whether it's average. Um, but yeah, planning to do some meets starting in Finland. And then for me, I know a lot of athletes like to have it all planned out, but Every time I plan it out, it changes completely. So I just, you know, get the first two weeks locked in and then yeah, see where it goes from there. Well, we, we have full faith that it's going to continue to go up and we can't wait to see you do what you do this particular year. And then we're doing this. I'm not sure if you know, we're doing this every week all the way to Paris. And we uh, then expect to get a junket to Paris and see you there competing. We can't wait for it, Liz. So thank you for joining us.
Keep killing them, Liz. Thanks so much. Superstar. Thanks, guys. Liz Clay, at Liz Clay underscore. Make sure you jump on her Instagram because Johnny Steph uh, very correctly said how great it is. She gives you a great insight to her own journey. And when it comes to what she does on a regular basis, she fights herself back into tip-top shape. For Chemist Warehouse, this is the House of Athletics.